Lord's in this place. Amen. I know he's here because I brought him with with me. So when I got here, I found him already here. Where two or three are gathered together in his name, that's where he is. Amen. How many of you still fighting with your rocks? Just give me my rocks. Amen. You remember that? Praise the Lord. You know, we had a great service that day. I uh, still think back to that. And uh, we prayed for a lot of people. I got a, a Facebook communication from one of you about a, the grandfather had gangrene. She's not here. Well, God touched him, right? And healed his body. Thank the Lord for that. Uh, a lot of you were at our church November 1st. Man, we had a great time that day. And I appreciate you guys for coming. Uh, we just enjoyed it so much. And uh, it was great fellowshipping with you and feeling the presence of the Lord, worshiping together. I just, I still uh, think back on that day. And uh, since then, uh, we had a service just a couple weeks ago. Uh, one of the young men that was in church that day been uh, dabbling with uh, the occult, uh, vampirism, Satan worship, that kind of stuff. Yes, he came last night. Praise God! Did you see the change in him? We he got set free a couple Sundays ago. Uh, man, uh, we had to cast the devil out. But it was it was uh, it was a great service that day. And uh, to, you know, Chris has been uh, coming and going for over six years now at our church, and and we've counseled with him, prayed with him, and. Uh, just, you know, you got to get rid of the past. you got to let go of these things. And he'd throw some of his old stuff away, but he kept hanging around with the wrong people. And he was bound. And uh, for the first time, God really set him free just the other day. And thank the Lord. Y'all saw him last night then. That's great. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, open with me in the book of Revelation, the fourth chapter. I want to read the first verse this morning. It's a privilege, privilege to be here. And uh, we appreciate uh, your pastor. Uh, if he's watching right now, have a great time out there in Tahoe, wherever you are. Amen. Enjoy yourself. But uh, we appreciate the honor to be here and that uh, the privilege he's bestowed upon us, asking me to come and share with you. And I know how it is as a pastor. It's hard to, to leave your flock in the hands of someone else. Amen. So uh, it takes some trust and, and faith there, and we appreciate that confidence and uh we love you pastor i know you do too amen and his wife and uh uh soon to be two kids right amen revelation 4 first verse it says after this i looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven and the voice i had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said come up here and i will show you what must take place after this, Father, we just ask you this morning, Lord, as your presence is already here, we just ask that you would, Lord, speak to our hearts right now. Open your word to us, Lord. We ask that you would encourage us and strengthen us today. Lord, for everyone that's listening today, we ask that a blessing upon their lives, Lord, for the work that they're doing. In Jesus' name, And everybody said, Amen. You know the Apostle John, and you know the, about the book of Revelation, and we're not going to get into that book. There's a lot there that uh, many people disagree with. But I wanted to share with you a few thoughts from this, this chapter, from this verse, uh, 
from John's life himself. And he said, the Scripture said, come up here. And he said, I will show you what must take place after this. Uh, I, I just want to speak to you on the subject, wait till after this. Wait till after this. There are some things that are going to happen in your life after this. Amen? There are some breakthroughs that are going to happen in your life after this. Victory is going to manifest in your world after this. No matter what you're going through, no matter what the struggle. You see, the enemy thinks that he's winning today. He thinks that he's winning. But after this, he's going to know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen? Just imagine, if you will, the scenario we have here with the Apostle John. When he penned these words, it was around the year of A.D. 95. He had been exiled to the Isle of Patmos by Titus, Titus Flavius, and uh, the emperor of Rome. And Titus Flavius had set him up, himself up as Lord and God, and he was demanding that people worship him. But, of course, this old apostle John refused to worship anyone except the Most High God. So because of it, he was exiled to this island of Patmos. And the word Patmos literally means the place of my dying. The place of my dying. It's a dying place. It was a real hellhole, if you will. It was a place of torment and torture, a place of death and dying. So it was 10 miles long. It was 6 miles wide. Uh, Patmos was one of the most detestable places in Rome at this time. And here, John the Apostle, the Beloved, was exiled for all this time. And Titus Flavius put him there thinking that he was there to die. He was going to die. Nobody would hear of him. But in the 10th verse of Revelation 1, John writes these words, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Anybody know the Alpha and the Omega, amen. He's, yet he said, yes, I'm on the Isle of Patmos. I'm in a hard place. I'm in a place of death and dying. But in the 10th verse, he says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Even on the Isle of Patmos, I'm in the Spirit, he said. Are you hearing me this morning? You see, when you're in the Spirit, uh, when you get in the Spirit of the Lord, even if you're in a hard place, uh, even if you're in a season where it seems like nothing is making sense, uh, even if, uh, if things are difficult in your life, if you can get in the Spirit, everything's going to be all right. Amen. In the midst of torture and torment, uh, you you got to find yourself or get yourself in the Spirit. Uh, in the met midst of death and dying, John was in the Spirit. Uh, in the midst of this barrenness and brokenness uh, and hardness, he was in the Spirit. Uh, and I'm, I've come to tell you this morning, there are times uh, and there are seasons that are come and go in our lives uh, where we don't understand everything. I know you'd like to think, well, if I'm if I've been a Christian long enough, Enough. I'm finally going to understand some things, but I've come to tell you there are going to be times in your life a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, should the Lord tarry, there will be times when you don't understand everything that's going on around you. You'll wonder why in the world God called you to whatever He called you to. You're going to wonder and, and question your own calling perhaps at times. You're going to get discouraged at times, but just wait till after this. Amen? This too.
too shall pass. Amen. Wait till after this. Get in the Spirit. Even though you're in a difficult situation, get in the Spirit. When you go through places that are rocky and desolate, the truth of the matter is simply this. You'll never learn to make it unless you get in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit of God. You see, if you'll be honest, there are some mountains that you've already climbed. There are some valleys that you've already been through. There are attacks that you've already survived. And and there are some people, they don't have any clue what you've already gone through. There's some stuff you've already made it through and made it over that you didn't make it over for any other reason than the fact that you were in the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will take you there. Amen. He'll take you through it. Uh, The Spirit of God was with you and got you through it. Uh, John said, I was on the Isle of Patmos, uh, but make no mistake about it, I was in the Spirit. Uh, And and that phrase, in the Spirit, if you really want to understand what it means, uh, it means literally to be wrapped up in His power. Wrapped up in His power. John said, even though I'm in a hard place, uh, even though there's death and dying all around me, uh, I am wrapped up in the power of God. You might be in a hard place today. You might be enduring some struggling situations right now. But if you'll hear me this morning, you won't make it unless you wrap yourself up in the presence of the Lord. Wrap yourself up in God's glory. You see, I've been through a lot of things in my lifetime. I know I'm 50 years old. I know I don't look it. I don't look over 32, right? And don't don't answer that. We'll have prayer afterwards. But I've been through a lot of things in my lifetime, and it would probably blow your minds if you if I told you everything that I've had to experience. But I can tell you right now, here today, that I would not be here except by the grace of God and the fact that I've been wrapped up in the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. You see, John John was more in the spirit than he was in trouble. You want to make it through a problem? Get wrapped up more in the spirit than in your problem. Don't let your problem wrap you up. Amen? Let the spirit of God wrap you up. You see, in his hardest days, he remained wrapped by the power of God. No matter what you're going through, no matter what kind of attack you might come under, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's against your family, no matter what the attack may be, stay in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. The Bible tells us that we are to walk in the Spirit of God. We're not to walk by the flesh. When you start walking in the flesh, you're going to get in trouble. When you start walking to please the flesh, you're going to get in trouble. When you start be, being dominated by the flesh, you're going to get in trouble. When you start living by the laws of the flesh and the, and, and the, and the, the, the things that the flesh desires, you're going to get in trouble. What you've got to do is make up your mind that I'm going to remain in the Spirit. I'm going to remain wrapped up in His power. You see, you're going to encounter Patmos places in your own life, and the only way that you will survive them is to walk in the Spirit of the Lord. See, being a Christian doesn't mean that you never have to go through Patmos. If that was the case, John would have never been exiled there. Being a child of God, being a Christian, doesn't mean you won't face hardships. If that were the case, then why did 11 of the 12 disciples, why did they die a martyr's death? 
The truth of the matter is, being a Christian means you're a target. <laughs> and to be a target for the enemy, if you want to survive his attacks, you've got to be in the Spirit. You've got to walk in the Spirit. Amen. Look what he said. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. You see, passing the test of life will require you to hear the voice of the Lord. And the only way that you're going to hear His voice is by walking in the Spirit. You see, the devil will make sure to bring everything he can against you to get you out of the Spirit. And the only way you'll pass the test is to hear the voice of the Lord, and you can't hear His voice unless you're walking in the Spirit. You've got to walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. John was on Patmos. He was in a painful place, but, and there was no denying uh, that he was in a difficult situation, uh, but there was also no denying that he heard the voice of God. I've got news for somebody here today. Just because you get in a hard place doesn't mean God starts, stops talking. Just because you get in a hard place doesn't mean that God won't speak anymore. God will talk to you in the hard places. He will talk to you in Patmos. He will talk to you in the bar. He will talk to you in the gutter. He'll talk to you in the street no matter where you go. David said, if I make my bed in hell, he said, thou art with me because you go with me everywhere I go. I'll be with you. I don't know about you, but I'm glad God never stopped talking. Amen. John said, I heard a voice. The word heard means to consider a thing, to understand a thing, to perceive a thing. As his children, it's important for us to be able to understand and perceive the voice of God. In an atmosphere with many voices around us, we, we must strive to perceive his voice. You can't be listening to just any old voice. You've got to be careful to the voices you listen to because the devil will put people in your world and they won't be the right voices. You just can't listen to any old voice. There are voices that will tell you it's all right to sin. And I don't just mean outside in the streets and in the world, even in the church world today. There are men that stand behind a pulpit and tell you it's all right to drink. Have a little party. Just don't get drunk and don't get in trouble, but be okay. But they'll tell you a lot of things are all right. It's okay. Believe me. But don't listen to every voice you hear. You need to be able to distinguish the voice of the Lord. Just because someone has Christian uh, 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 tattooed on their forehead doesn't mean they're a child of God. Amen. Be careful of the voices. You've got to make up in your mind, I'm not going to listen to just any old voice. You see, Eve got in trouble when she let a snake get in her ear. Come on. And I guarantee you the devil has assigned a snake for you. <laughs> He's got a snake assigned to you. Some of you might have more than one snake. Some of them, the snake might have your last name. It might be a family member. They've been assigned to you by the devil to cause you to doubt, to cause you to give up, to, to cause you to quit on God, to turn your back. But I'm here to tell you the devil's a liar. See, you just can't listen to any old voice. It's time for you to get in the Spirit and say, God, I don't want to hear anybody else's voice in this matter except yours. I'm only going to listen to the voice of the Lord. Walk in the Spirit. Perceive the voice of God. Amen. 
be able to perceive His voice. What are the voices that we listen to today? What voices are we allowing to speak into our lives? We, we've got to be able to perceive His voice. And you can't do that unless you're in the Spirit. In this day that we're living in, we can't afford to walk in the flesh. There's plenty of flesh to entice us. There's plenty of the world to seduce us. There's plenty of things out there, things that look innocent. I'm not telling you that everything you do is a sin, but some of the things that aren't necessarily sin, we can make sin. If we're not careful. We can let a career become sin for us if it's not what God's directed us to. Amen? See, it's critical to learn to walk in the Spirit and be able to hear and discern the voice of the Lord. John said in the 12th verse of the first chapter, I heard the voice and I turned to see. He said, I'm on the Isle of Patmos, but God is talking. And I turned to hear the voice. I'm at a hurting place, but God is talking. I'm in a hard place, but God is talking. So when he heard, it says he turned. The word turn means or implies to be restored back to God. It implies repentance. It, it implies turning back to, to change direction. Wherever he was headed that day on the Isle of Patmos, when he heard the voice, he said, I turned. I stopped from where I was going to turn and hear the voice. You see, there are a lot of people today they are not willing to turn. They're not willing to turn away from their doubt. They're not willing to turn away from those Internet sites. They're not willing to turn away from those one-night stands. They're not willing to turn away from compromise. They're, see, it's time that we learn how to turn when God speaks. It's either turn or burn, baby. Come on. Turn away from anything that the devil would set before you. John had to make up in his mind, I'm turning away from death because they were dying everywhere. He said, I'm turning away from compromise because everywhere on Patmos they were compromising. He said, I'm going to turn around away from pain because everywhere he looked, people were suffering and in pain. But John says, I'm turning away for because I want to see Jesus. I want to hear His voice. I want to know what He has to say. Amen. I've come for, with a word for you today. It's time that we turn. If you will, God is going to get, reveal Jesus in your situation when you learn how to turn when He calls. You see, God will show up. When you're in the Spirit, you're wrapped up by His power. You're going to see great things when you turn as He calls. Amen. Notice this. A lot of theologians will agree that at the time of this writing in John's life, he was nearly blind. He couldn't see very well in the natural. But let me tell you, he could see in the supernatural. <laughs> Things that were once clear to him in the, in, the, in the natural eye, they weren't so clear anymore. We've all had some things that become unclear in the natural, I'm sure. Have you ever been there? You know, when, when, you know th there are times in your life when, when things that used to seem uh, clear, they're no longer clear. Things that you thought you had figured out, they, they, you don't have them figured out anymore. It's like the old uh, picture I saw of the, of the big uh, gorilla. He said, just as soon as I 
thought I had all of life's answers figured out, they changed all the questions. You know, some things just don't become, they're, they're no longer clear like they used to be. And Because when we're looking with the fleshly eyes, things change all the time. Amen. When folks that you counted on, you can't count on them anymore. Anybody had anything like that? Come on. When, when things you used to rely on, you can't rely on them anymore. Relationships that once you were secure in, but you're not secure in them anymore. You may have been secure in a relationship before you came to God, but you, you can't be secure in that anymore because they don't want anything to do with you. They used to love me. They used to help me out. They used to be nice to me, but now they act like they don't even know me. Anybody been there? Amen? I used to be able to count on them, but I can't count on them anymore. I've come to tell you today that during the times of testing in your life, there needs to be a crystal clear revelation of God. That even when things aren't making sense in the natural, even when what you're seeing what you, is not what you want to see in the natural, you've got to become blind to all of that. Just, just become blind to it and say, God, even if I can't count on anybody else, if I can't see anything else. Uh, let me look beyond where I am and let me see where you are and where you want to take me. John said, I'm not in this place to die. I'm not in this place to go down. I'm not in this place to give up. But I'm going to turn and I'm going to see Him. I'm going to see the Lord with clarity. Hallelujah. Somebody here, I believe, is going to see the Lord in a new way. Amen. When this is over, Somebody is going to see the Lord in a fresh dimension. Mm. Ah, my Lord. I know this is chapel, but I can't help having church. Come on. In your greatest times of testing, get in the Spirit and see Jesus. What have you already made it through? Because in the times of testing, you kept your eyes on Him. Everybody don't know what you've been through. Everybody don't know the struggles, the abandonment, the problems, the, the financial issues that, that you've been through. But through all of that, when things were unclear in the natural, you were able to keep your eyes on Jesus. <laughs> and you made it through what you made it through. Most of us wouldn't be, be making it right now if it wasn't for our ability to see Jesus in the midst of our problems. You see, everybody that you know in the church world isn't tiptoeing through the tulips. Everybody here isn't, they don't have it great. Truth is, some of you have been fighting hell and high water. And the Lord has sent me here to encourage you. To let you know that in the midst of the storm, you better look out and look at the one who can say, peace be still. No matter what the difficulty, no matter what the struggle, you need to be looking at the one who can calm the storm with just a simple word or two. Amen. In the midst of your trouble, be looking for the one who can step out and call something dead out of the grave and bring it back to life. In the midst of your situation, start looking for the Lord. You see, John survived his time of testing because when he could see nothing else, he was able to see. Jesus. And here's the key. At times you've got to become blind to other things. You've got to become blind to other issues. And you say, I'm looking past all of this. 
You think John enjoyed Patmos? You think John enjoyed the suffering around him and that he had to deal with? No, but he said, I'm looking beyond this. Wait till after this. <laughs> Just wait till after this. In your greatest times of testing, get in the Spirit and see Jesus. John was sent there to die, but he did not die. He saw Jesus and he lived. The enemy thinks that you're going to die in all of this. The devil thinks he's going to kill you in this. But Jesus said, no, just turn around right this way. Look at me. Turn aside and watch me. Look this way. I've got something I want to show you. You see, God wants to reveal His Son in you and through you. In the first verse of the fourth chapter of our text, John is on Patmos in the dying place. <coughs> Excuse me. He's in the place where Titus Flavius sent him and said he's going to die there. Everybody that knew John thought that that would be the place where you'll never hear anything from John again. But if you know about John's life, you'll know that John was the only one, the first and the only apostle that died a natural death. All the others were martyred. But John died a natural death. He died of old age. The only apostle that walked with Jesus. And here he was on Patmos and and, and after he got out of Patmos, things happened in his life. See, John was placed in the place of my killing to die. But we read the first verse of the fourth chapter, and John said, after this. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, say, after this. After this. Amen. John said, after this, I looked, and before me there was an open door. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who can receive this. The devil has told you you're going to lie, die after this. The devil has told you that it's over after this. But I've come to tell you today, after this, there's going to be some doors opened up in your life. After this, you're going to have access to some places that were formerly shut down. After this, you're going to walk in places you couldn't walk before. After this, you're going to go through doors that had been closed to you. After this, I'm expecting a door of joy to open up. After this, after all the depression, I'm expecting a door of joy. After all the, of this, I'm expecting some peace to open up. After this, no matter what you're going through, after this, I'm expecting miracles are going to open up. Somebody say, after this. Come on. After sickness, I'm going to have some healing. After this attack on my life, I'm going to walk in newness of life. After this, I'm looking for a door to open and prosperity is going to be standing before me. After this, there's going to be restoration. After this, I'm breaking through. After this, I'm going to have new victory. After this, there's a new opportunity waiting for me. Hallelujah. Stop complaining and looking, start looking for the open door. Come on. He's opening doors for us. The Lord is right now. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through. See, I wish I could tell you every moment of my ministry has been great. 
I wish I could tell you that every moment of my ministry was fine, was good. There have been times in my life when I've been miserable in ministry. I'm not trying to discourage you this morning. In fact, I want to do the opposite. But see, I don't want, I don't want to fill you with a bunch of baloney. Pardon my French, all right? But I mean, you know, anybody that tells you that living for God is just going to be all hunky-dory uh, in the sweet by-and-by, everything's just glorious and wonderful, no hardships, no troubles, no... You ain't read the Bible. They haven't read the Bible if you believe that. Because the Bible says that we will make it through this life with much temptation, much tribulation. Come on. And the only way we're going to endure is to walk in the Spirit and wait for after this. Realize there's a greater day ahead of us. But see, every moment of my life, I, there have been times I couldn't sleep at night. There were times when I didn't know what to do. There have been times in my life when I felt like giving up. But I'm telling you that I got in the Spirit, and after this I saw Him open a new door, and another door, and another door. Because <laughs> you're going to go through the hard places. You're going to go through the difficult times. You're going to go through the valley. There are going to be times, as David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why did David say that? Because David knew after this, God's got a greater anointing. John said, after this, the voice I had heard first speaking to me said, Come up here. That voice said, Hey, John. Here's some open doors. After this, you're coming up here. I got a word for you this morning. After this, you're going up to a next, another level. After this, you're coming up a little higher. It's like the Lord said, John, you're not going to die there. John, that, that's not your destiny. John, that, that I'm not through with you. You might be on Patmos. There, nobody comes out of Patmos alive, but I've got news for you. You're not dying there, John. Yeah, I've got news for you after this. You're going to come up just a little bit higher. You're coming up to another level. You're coming up to a new dimension. You're coming up to the next place. When you come through this, somebody's going to come up to a new dimension. got to be able to say, I refuse to die. I refuse to quit. I refuse to doubt. I refuse to give up. Can I just make it personal with you here today? I know you're going through school and, and, and the Hebrew gets to be a little intense and, and, and some of these other classes are probably difficult and you're wondering how in the world am I ever going to get through it. I'm here to tell you, after this, you're going to walk in a new dimension. Come on. After this, come up higher. I ain't dying here. I ain't giving up here. I'm not through here. Wait till after this. Just start looking for open doors. Start looking for new levels. You're not going to die on Patmos. Amen. What happened to John? John got off the Isle of Patmos. He became the bishop of the church of Ephesus. He wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. They put him in a bucket of oil one time in a large stadium. And they tried to boil him alive in oil. But John wouldn't die. Historians tell us that the whole stadium pretty much got saved when John refused to die. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? But none of this took place until after this. 
See, there are some things that you are destined to see that you're not going to see until after this. This period of your life, this phase of your life, this, this time that you're going through, it may be a struggle at times. But keep the faith. Hold on. Get in the Spirit. It'll help you through. Because after this, there's a greater anointing. After this, there's, there's going to be a new level, a new dimension. Though the enemy thinks he has the upper hand, all you got to do is look him in the eye and say, Devil, it ain't over yet. Wait till after this. Wait till after this. Would you bow your heads? Father, we just thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the truth. We just ask that you would encourage us today to strengthen us with your mighty hand. Lord, that we would recognize the need to walk in your spirit, to turn aside from the things of this world and to listen to Your voice. Help us, Lord, prepare ourselves for the next level. Help us, Lord, to endure whatever hardship we face, realizing that it ain't over. This is not the end. This is but the beginning. Wait till after this. God, we just thank You for it now.